Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello. Welcome to another thrilling episode of Catherine Ryan telling everybody everything. If you ever want to write me a letter, you can email telling everybody everything at gmail.com. I only get nice letters. That's great. Because on social media, I mean, I just get a deluge of flaming petrol. There was a man on Mother's Day who sent me a message about how he wanted to have sex with both me and my mom, which is unoriginal. I got called a plastic patty yet again on Twitter. I don't even know why. What was that? Oh, yeah. It's because an episode of The Chase had my name as a question. If you're listening from outside of the UK, and I see a lot of you are. People listen from Canada, America, Australia. India is in the top five. Hello, India. I mean, I'm not very well-traveled, and I don't know if I would be welcome to gig in India. I don't really know. I don't really know what women are allowed to say all over the world. I was offered a gig in a Middle Eastern country once. I won't say the name of the country because there's one rule there. And the rule is don't say anything about the royal family. And I was thinking, well, I wasn't going to, I don't know about your royal family, but immediately it, it just puts it in your head, like this fear of everyone was really relaxed. They're like, no, this is the party place of the Middle East. It's really cool, really laid back. But definitely, 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 no matter what, do not mention the royal family. I was like, oh, God. I mean, you just learn to be careful as a woman traveling. I I had mixed feelings about performing there in the first place. But then I thought, OK, everyone says I'll be safe. I'll be safe. And when I got there, you know how Disneyland has mickey mouse themed everything this country had the head of the royal family themed everything let's say her name was princess carrie god bless princess carrie princess carrie wants you to drive safely today princess carrie loves it when you brush your teeth buy this box of cereal with princess carrie on it It was like a princess carrie themed paradise and i have absolutely nothing bad to say about the royal family any royal family, for that matter. Because I'm not sticking my... I am not putting my neck on the line. Even in this country, they just wear you down with lies and manipulating. And then you try to do the right thing and you try to speak out for the more vulnerable. I completely understand why people just cash in their morals and they're like, do you know what? Forget it. There are many wonderful British game shows. There's one called The Chase, 
where you answer a series of trivia questions up against these experts who know a lot about quizzing. And if you get more answers right more quickly than they do, then you win. And one of the questions was, what nationality is comedian Catherine Ryan? And the chaser, the expert, said, Irish? But she clearly didn't know. This is the governess, by the way, whom I've met a handful of times. So she just didn't know who I was. Fine, I'm not offended. But she put two and two together, the name Catherine Ryan, and she's like, I don't know, Irish? And then the contestants also shrugged. I mean, the chase, I've been on the chase. But I guess that's not my audience. No one knew. These people were like, I don't know, Australian? So everyone got that one wrong. And Bradley Walsh, the host, said, no, she's Canadian. And a few people on my Twitter reached out and they said, well, that's not entirely true because aren't you dual citizenship, Irish and Canadian? I'm a citizen of both countries. I have both passports, one for the Republic of Ireland, one for Canada. I was born in Canada. I'm Canadian. I grew up in Canada, but my dad lived in Cork until he was 30 years old. He only moved to Canada like right before I was born, basically. And people, uh, I'm in this unique situation where I just have to say for a start, I'm white. So everyone's nice to me everywhere that I go. I'm not complaining, but I do feel displaced because I'm over here, I live in the UK, I work in the UK, but I'm never considered British. And I'm never really considered Irish. I just get described as a Canadian comedian. That's fine, even though my whole career has been over here. In Canada, they don't know who I am at all. I mean, you guys have been tricked into thinking that you gained one of Canada's premier comedians. You got one of their most mediocre waitresses. And the Canadian comedy system is not, I mean, I don't really know. I can't speak about an industry that I've been out of for so long. I've been gone for, I don't know how long, 14 years at this point, because I started out with so many talented comedians. I know they're so talented. I know Canadian comedians are, are so funny, but they don't seem to break through as quickly as I think they deserve to. I don't know if there's enough television or maybe the country is just so massive that it's difficult to tour. Do you know, Canada is like 41 times bigger than the UK with half of the people in it. When people are social distancing like that, just day in, day out, I guess it's difficult to tour. It's more difficult. I don't know. I wouldn't know because I'm actually banned from the main chain of comedy clubs in Canada, or at least it was when I lived there. So when I started comedy, I was figuring things out and I loved Sarah Silverman because she is and was then very edgy, but I didn't understand the nuance that separated edgy comedy from just offensive comedy. So my jokes were in retrospect, like quite race-based, but in the wrong way, quite misogynist. I mean, I would talk about women in the way that I would see other comedians talking about women, in the way that I saw audiences laughing about women. That's what I thought I had to do to be a comedian. It was totally not my voice. It really didn't work for me. And then I moved to the UK and that's when my first gigs, I was with people like Joe Lysett and Sarah Pascoe and straight away I was like, oh my gosh, alternative comedy in the UK wasn't alternative. That kind of, you know, cerebral stuff would, I think, have been considered really alternative in Canada. So I'm so happy I moved here. And then my great friend, Andrew Johnston, a very talented Canadian comedian who's had to move to Los Angeles just to be able to survive. But back, I don't know how long ago this was, 
seven, six years ago, Andrew was still in Toronto and he was doing a big headline weekend at the comedy club there. The way it works is a headliner can request open spots to support their evenings and Andrew requested me. The owner said no and Andrew was like, I don't really know why, what his problem is. So I personally reached out to the owner whom I've always known back from when I started in standup. He's always a really nice guy, nice to me. I said, can I open for Andrew? And he said, I can't book you because the truth is I made a promise to an old friend, which means comedy is a boys club. We're in charge. You used to be dating my friend and then you broke up with him. So you're a bitch and we formed an alliance and you're not getting gigs here anymore. What? These are very bold accusations to be making. Well, don't worry. My mother raised a very competent businesswoman who always keeps receipts. These are text messages and I still have them and they really bring a smile to my face. You know, I think I might print them out and put them on the wall. You, you broke up with my friend. So we, you can't be part of our club anymore. Well, I mean, enjoy your club. Because even if my ban has been lifted, I, I hold grudges. I'm petty like that. There's no shame in my game. I will never grace that club with my whore appearance ever again. And I, breaking up with your friend was one of the greatest achievements of my life. Beside moving to England to do comedy here instead. Anyway, I grew up in Canada, but I'm also not an idiot. And so I know that white people don't come from Canada. So it's very difficult to identify as a Canadian when I know the literal and cultural genocide that took place for white people to live there. Plastic Patty comes from people who were born and raised in Ireland. Some of them are understandably sick of every single American and Canadian person saying they're Irish. I don't pretend to be Irish Irish. However, I really don't think my dad would appreciate as a full Irish person moving around the world at a time when Irish people were not very welcome. You know how the world goes in little like spurts of, oh, well, these people are the undesirables now. Oh, now those people are the ones that are undesirable. Oh, we don't want... Being Irish in Canada was easier than being Irish in England at that time, but my dad still faced a lot of like, I remember people calling my dad the Irish dog. All the time people called my dad the a dog, and I don't know, I didn't really put two and two together. I didn't know what that was about. I just thought it was a cool nickname. I like dogs. I didn't really know it was meant to be derogatory, but I mean, so for someone like him who leaves Ireland, all those parents are really paving the way for people who want to emigrate now. The Irish don't have the same like derogatory association. It's, it's softened a lot. I do not pretend to be like from there, from there, but then where am I from? I know my ancestry back, like how many? 14 generations or something. I am wholly from Ireland and from England and nowhere else. And you can't tell me I'm from Canada because my like five times great grandfather landed there to fish. He didn't kill any native indigenous people I checked. But I mean, some of them were preachers. I don't know how, how heavy handedly they converted people. A lot of stuff went on. My point is you can't have it both ways. You fucking moron. You can't say to like an ethnically Indian person who was born in the UK, go back to where you came from. And you can't say to an ethnically Irish person who was born in Canada, oh, you're not from here. It's like, well, which is it? Do you want our roots to be from here? Or do you want us to be born from here? You just, you don't even know what you want. As long as you get to keep fucking your cousin and hating anything different from you. 
I just don't like being called a plastic patty. I mean, what do I care? I don't really give that much of a shit, but I just, I don't understand where it comes from, really. It is a fact that I'm an Irish citizen. It is a fact that I'm a Canadian citizen. It is also a fact that the British Empire did some terrible, terrible things to both those places. <laughs> so we've been doing some interior decorating. I got this amazing moss plant. It's like a big bowl filled with beautiful moss to go in the living room table. It's nice and low so it doesn't block the TV. Can't recommend it enough. You know how hotels have these big thick fashion or travel books all over their tables? I've been doing that but with celebrity autobiographies. I love a celebrity autobiography. When I first moved to the UK, the first book that I read on the plane was Being Jordan and it blew me away. We did not have organized glamour models like that in Canada and we certainly didn't have a Jordan. So I've mixed up the great ones, Jessica Simpson's new book, Open Book. I've got an Ashley and Mary-Kate Olsen book, that's sort of like a fashion fusion book that's on the table. And then, ironically, I also purchased Bill Cosby, Love and Marriage. This, this book, I mean, here's why I wanted to read it. For the same reason that when Chernobyl happened, all the scientists wanted to go back in and see what went wrong. We can't have another nuclear meltdown. Bill Cosby talks about his young sexuality. He talks about having his first wet dream and then rushing the sheets down to wash them without his parents knowing, but his parents definitely did know. He talks about dances. He talks about teenage fantasy. He lists, I mean, probably at least 15 women in this book that he lusted after. And it's just the craziest thing because he hates them all. His mother in this book, Seems like a wonderful woman. I, I need to get to the bottom of where this hatred comes from. And I'm investigating Bill Cosby with this book. I need to prevent a nuclear meltdown of this scale ever happening with any other celeb. I'd like now to read an excerpt from Bill Cosby, Love and Marriage. This is page 85. Here he talks about being on a date with a very smart, really beautiful woman whom he really hates. He hates everything she has to say. He hates her taste in music and he's angry that she doesn't like John Coltrane. My own mood wasn't sunshiny either. It was maddening for a man when a woman couldn't tune to his wavelength. Was this a preview of my married life? Trying to explain obvious greatness to a foreign sex? And so here was a woman who went to no parties unless they had politicians, who couldn't dance or see a reason to learn, and who was moved by John Coltrane to picture a casualty list. Why was I still here? for the simple reason that a relationship between a man and a woman makes no sense. Her parents then left Denise and I sat down on the sofa, together but apart. I was still strongly attracted to her, whenever she wasn't talking. And by the way, this woman's name is Denise. Wasn't there a Denise in the Cosby show? He really loved Denise, but she was too opinionated. This is nuts. Men and women are different, I decided a difference more profound than just the way that women looked or disappeared during the day. Women, I decided, are not just men who have babies. How would I be able to spend a lifetime with such aliens? Why does he, why does he like us? What have we ever done to Bill Cosby? So there are all these women that Bill Cosby mentions in the book that he likes from the time he was a teenager up until he met and married Camille, 
And then, I mean, we knew whatever happened after that, but in the book, he's not popular with women. All of their parents love him, but the women themselves are just dumping him, discarding him, they're not interested. There's one standout woman in the book, Charlene. She was not having Bill Cosby's weaselness. He was trying to get her back because she dumped him and his plan was, I'm gonna get Charlene back just so that I can dump her because he really wanted to hurt her. He really wanted revenge. And Charlene's just not having it. Now, I wish that I had had this strength of character when I was a teenager because if a boyfriend apologized to me profusely enough, I would always be like, okay, I guess it's my duty to give it another go. Not Charlene, listen to this. Look, Charlene, I think we should end this by being friends. I think we should end it so, so, well, so if you ever want to call me and ask me a question, like how to break a zone defense or something, I'll be happy to give you the answer. I don't think I'll be calling you, she said. So that's the way you feel? Why do I have to tell you everything twice? I think I've told you enough. And then she hung up. She hadn't even said goodbye. Should I call her back to slam her with my own goodbye? I asked myself. No, I decided. I would find the revenge that she deserved for messing around with my heart, the only part of my body I could never get into shape. The revenge I devised had a simple splendor. I would find a girl who is prettier than Charlene, entice her into a relationship, and then flaunt this relationship to Charlene, who would promptly jump off a cliff. <laughs> and so I began my great hunt. The following day, I began pursuing a gorgeous girl I'll call Artemis after the Greek goddess of virginity. So eventually Artemis agrees to go with him and then his friends can't believe it. And he says, you just don't understand women. She knows I'm using her to pay back Charlene and she's doing it because women hate each other. I don't like this guy. I think there's something very wrong with Bill Cosby. <laughs> a creepy book. Bill Cosby, love and marriage. He loved to hide in plain sight, you know, give away all the advice. Like, I'm the America's dad. Oh, here's how much I love Camille. The whole final chapter is about how much he loves Camille, by the way. But it's got things like, yeah, I refuse to put my shoes away. And Camille would trip over them and really badly hurt herself. And then I would say to her, well, you don't trip over any of the furniture. You don't trip over any of the kids. Th those move around. Why are you tripping over my shoes? Camille was like, can you please just put your shoes away? Oh, Camille. Poor Camille. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I wanted to talk a little bit about 
COVID-19 coronavirus today. And don't worry, I mean, oh, hopefully we're about to see the back of this thing. But my favorite tweet this week is from Jennifer Wright. And she tweeted, maybe you should trust the CDC on how to handle a pandemic over your cousin Matt, who was banned from Denny's for setting off firecrackers. Jennifer Wright, amen. I don't believe that the government for a second cares about keeping us alive. They have never shown any interest in keeping us alive. So their supposed interest now does confuse me. Equally, I don't believe the conspiracy theories that some totally fake virus has been invented to control us or that Bill Gates is uh, just trying to roll out a chip to put in all of our brains so they can track us. All this stuff, it's just too much. And I understand why. Our brains are too tiny to grasp a lot of big, big things in the world. I don't understand what's going on. This is completely unprecedented. I think the truth lies somewhere in the middle, but here's what I know for sure. My hometown people I grew up with on Facebook who just got out of prison for domestic abuse are not gonna be the ones to crack the case. It's all these people whose lives are in a damn shambles who are like, well, Bill Gates is a very dangerous person. If I'm putting my life in someone's hands, am I gonna put it in Bill Gates' hands? Who, yeah, maybe he's, he's involved with some bad people because a lot of rich people are bad. Maybe he's a little bit greedy. What he looks like to me is a really clever, boring old man who's a genius, sits in his cabin and reads books all the time, donates to charity, and is trying to make working toilets all over the developing world. I would rather put my life in his hands. If I had, if I had to choose, I'm choosing Bill Gates over the cousin Matt who got banned from a Denny's for lighting firecrackers. Like I'm choosing Bill Gates over John who doesn't have any teeth because he thinks the dentist is out to get him. And at what point do people just look in the mirror and be like, do you know what? I am a 42 year old alien hunter who lives in a heap of trash with 87 cats and no thumbs. Maybe I'm out of my depth here. You can pretty much convince anybody of anything. This is what frightens me. I'm gonna call my family now and see if I can convince them that they've all had coronavirus. I'm gonna call Joanne. Hello? Yo, yo. In France, they found some, like, old blood, or they didn't find old blood, but there's just blood in the labs from before December. And then the owners of that blood consented for their blood to be tested for coronavirus, and some of it was positive. Yeah, I think if you're based in Europe, then it's not impossible, right? Right. But do you know when you had pneumonia? Mm-hmm. Do you think it's possible then that you had coronavirus? I don't think so, because that was July 2019. I think that July 2019 is highly unlikely, but Richard and I were pretty sick at mid and February. Oh, yeah? And, yeah, and, um, hmm. and like, BC is Canada's sort of gateway to Asia, so even if it hadn't really fully made its rounds through Canada, um, like, it, I don't think it's impossible. And what were your symptoms in February? Um, I just had cold symptoms. Did you see mom like around Christmas or January or February? No, that was right before your vacation to Mexico that she got sick. Right. right? I think she has it too. Okay. I'm going to call mom and see if she had coronavirus. <laughs> I'm glad you're getting to the bottom of this. I am. Okay. Bye. bye. That girl goes on and on.
Hi. What's up? So I'm trying to get to the bottom of coronavirus because a lot of the dumbest people that I know have solved it so that I'm as smart as anyone I can solve it. And one of the things is I think a lot of us had it before. And I told you this in Mexico. You know how you had that like terrible, terrible chest thing. When was that? That was first part of February. And it was fever and rash and cough. Yeah, it was a cough, and it was a really dry, dry cough. This is fucking it. Yeah. No, I know, but you know what happened after? A couple weeks after that, I got this really weird itchy toe problem. Like, the tops of my toes were swollen and kind of red and itchy to the point where it just kept me awake for hours every night. Yeah. Then I read about COVID toes. And don't you work with a lot of people from abroad? I don't, but Abe does. And um, he actually was on site just before he got sick in December. And he had a bunch of meetings with a bunch of guys from India. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then what I wanted to ask you about, because Bobby, like Bobby and I are having issues where he, well, we're not having issues, but it's another, it's another Hillary no-go zone where now he's starting to watch too many conspiracy theory videos. He's sort of turning, he's turning against Bill Gates a little bit. Oh, God. Um, and then he was talking about the Hong Kong flu. And he was saying that all these people died of the Hong Kong flu in like 1969. And you yeah, had the Hong Kong I flu. It. I know. So yeah. t- tell me about the Hong Kong flu. Oh, it was bad. All I remember is I was so, so sick. I know I was off school for a month. And I know that I was so sick. I remember lying in my mom's bed and my head hurt so badly. And of course, I was constantly being sick to my stomach as well. But my head hurt so badly. And I remember saying to my mother, my head feels like a pumpkin. That's like the last thing I remember. The next thing I remember, I woke up in the hospital, hooked up to all kinds of stuff. Apparently, I was in the hospital for three days. So what did they do for that? They have a vaccine for that or that just went? Well, as far as I'm aware, it just went away. I just got over it. And they had to put me on IVs. And they put me on IVs for uh, fluids and antibiotics. Okay, I need to call Carrie and then I'll call you back later today. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. There, my mom's had coronavirus and Hong Kong flu. Hello, how are you? How was your Mother's Day? It was good, really. We kind of had to an extension of um, Shirley's birthday, so with all the flowers that you sent and Kerry sent, and I had bought flowers. It looks like a flower shop, cemetery, kind of, you know. Um, huh. <laughs> beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Good. So Kerry was on to me just a while ago. How are you? I'm well. What's Kerry doing? Um, she was out shopping, I think. Shopping? I think she was just doing groceries. Oh. So you know how I was home at Christmas and I was texting Orla about my lung hurting? Yep. And then you had a cough then as well? Yep. How long did you have that for and when did it start? We had it. uh, We? You and Cheryl? Well, Cheryl had it uh, before I had it. Oh. But I I had a, a cough that I was really worried about, but I didn't know anything about the virus at the time. And I remember going upstairs a few times, going to bed at night especially. It was it was hurting my chest. Uh, I felt like saying, you know, I surely think I should go to the hospital or see a doctor tomorrow. But like most men, I'm 
kind of stubborn and I didn't. But I did feel terrible for about three days to a week. Weird. Okay, well, I'll let you go and I'll call you back Scary a little bit. Scary stuff. I know. Anyway, so I guess you're going off the golfing tomorrow, is it? You're opening up? <laughs> yeah, Bobby can golf again. But he's annoyed because you can only golf with one person from his household. Talk to you later. Love you. Love you, bye. Give a kiss divided for me and hug Bobby for me. <laughs> Other way around. <laughs> All right. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye. Love you. That was a weird way to end the call. I've been reading too much Bill Cosby. Now I got my dad kissing my husband. I'm calling Carrie. Hello. Hello. Hi. What are you doing? Nothing. I was just making a TikTok. Dad said you went grocery shopping today. Right, that's a lie. Okay. Weird, weird thing for him to make up. Well, I wanted to find out if you've had coronavirus. Uh, no, I haven't had coronavirus. I was in the hospital with an asthma attack. Well, then you had... What the fuck are you talking about? It sounds definitely like you had coronavirus. No, because they did the thing up my nose. Oh, shit. I didn't know about that. Where was I? Yeah, I didn't tell anyone I was in the hospital because I didn't want them to worry. So I just kept it to myself. I wouldn't have been worried. Well, <laughs> Violet was texting me while I was in the hospital. Why wouldn't you just tell people if you go to the hospital? <laughs> well, you know, coronavirus was all over. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Bye, love you. Okay, love you. I had to end that call abruptly because I'm not wasting my time trying to convince Carrie Ryan of anything. Three out of four ain't bad. I need answers. I believe science, but it would be really helpful if all these other avenues of information didn't lie about absolutely everything. It's like the boy who cried wolf, because if they're definitely telling us the truth this time, it would be the first time I heard a half-truth from Matt Hancock. Breaking news from the emails, I have been chatting with a lovely molecular biologist, and I asked him for the tea. I said, what what is going on? And I know that this man is not going to lie to me. I haven't even read this email, proofread it. It could have some <sighs> real insider info. I'm going to read it now. I do not do virology immunology. Oh, fuck. Fine. But I've had a class or two. Basically, from what I understand, the experts also have no real idea of how this works and nothing is clear. I accept that the current government administration should be put through insert creative punishment <laughs> for allowing a basic genocide on the country. I don't know what the news is elsewhere in the world. Perhaps you could shine a light on it. Oh, has anyone checked on those internment camps at the U.S.-Mexican border? I haven't heard anything about those, and they couldn't have just evaporated. That is a great call. In summary, the U.S. is shit with this, and it's going to get worse. Do y'all have white protesters with semi-automatic weapons and no masks on, blocking roads to hospitals, storming government buildings? <laughs> no, we don't, but I mean, we have a special relationship, so I hope we don't start having that in the UK soon. Plus, people continue to have house parties. I'm also fairly certain Trump will get reelected because there's no way that the biblical tragedy of 2020 ends with a calm transition of power to a semi decent human. Oh my god. The current plan of action for sea levels rising is to protect Wall Street and let the residential areas fend for themselves. All I have to say is thank whatever deity for weed and wine because some things take care of the mental health. God bless you. This is a great email. I mean, it was a dark email, but it really brightened my day. I'm so lucky to know so many cool friends. Please continue writing me, telling everybody everything at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. I don't know what's going on, but you know the human race always has a way 
of bringing ourselves close to the edge and then pulling it back. I am looking to the millennials, you know, the ones who invented those like balls of water that you can drink and it has no waste. And they're cleaning the ocean. Just please, let's see the back of this soon. Stay strong. I hope you had a nice time listening today and I'll see you next week. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.